I'm Frank Falvey with Frank Presents in our continuing series of interviewing candidates for Franklin uh, Town Office. It's my pleasure to welcome Megan Whitmore. Thank uh, you. To the uh, program. Uh, Megan, you're running for the school committee. That's right. And the school committee will be a two-year term that you're running for. Yep. Uh, where did you grow up, Megan? So I grew up in Pennsylvania, um, and I, I, uh, when I was about 21 years old, I, I moved to, to, uh, to Franklin uh, for work. Um, so I used to work for this company called Unisys, and we just did, you know, it was like computer services and things like that. And uh, I lived, uh, rented on uh, West Street initially, uh -huh. uh, which, is, which is right near Dean. And I was working in Foxborough, as, 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 the, as the, uh, the, there was a, a place there that, that we were doing contracting work for. And I've just been in town ever since. So I've been, been here since 2001. And so what type of work do you do, make it? Uh, I do data center consulting. Yeah. And so I just work on big storage systems uh, for Department of Defense uh, customers and, and for um, SLED, which is state local education. So yeah. the Commonwealth Mass RMV system runs on a system that I, that I do a lot of work on. Uh, and also a lot of the universities, so like Tufts, U, the UMass school system, um, so Johnson & Wales, et cetera. You work more on the uh, hardware as opposed to working with programming? Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't do programming work, but it's, it's, it, it, there is a hardware system, but I deal with like the configuration of it and the networking uh, to get in the data, kind of like in and out as fast as possible yeah. and make it very reliable. So you've been here in Franklin since uh, what year? 2001. Two, that's quite a while. It's a long time, a long it time. flies by. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, are you married? I am, yeah, I have a, a wife, Dawn, and I have three kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, and, and all three kids are in the school system here. How old are the kids? So my oldest is uh, four, uh, 13, uh, her name is Genevieve, and we have uh, boy-girl twins that are nine. That are nine? Yep. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. So you have an interest in the school system because you have children going there. Right. Is there a, another particular reason that you're running for school committee? Uh, I really want to give back to this community and, and, and volunteer my time to, to just help in this town. I, was, I think this is a, a great place and I just you know, want, to, want to really help out. Megan, over the years since you moved here, uh, have you been on government bodies? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I'm on the Zoning Board of Appeals. Mm -hmm. um, as an associate member, I've been serving on that for four years, and I really enjoy uh, doing that. And what does that board uh, specifically do? So yeah, so Zoning Board of Appeals, uh, it's, it's, it, we, we meet uh, bi-weekly, and if someone wants a uh, variance uh, for, for a zone uh, violation, they, they'll come to the board and sort of present a case. And, and it could be something simple as, uh, someone wants to build a deck that's maybe a little closer to the property boundary um, than than the zone calls for, or you know it could be um, something from maybe putting an in-law apartment in, in in your house for you know for for your family, um, or you know business stuff too. But just anytime there's a violation, you just sort of like present your case like why it would be very helpful for you and and also not detrimental to your neighbors uh, to to why you want to do this. So then we vote on allowing or disallowing that. And have you been part of any uh, civic or non-profit organizations? 
Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on a um, this thing called the Franklin Freedom Team in in town, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an equal rights uh, group, and uh, we we meet uh, monthly, and uh, we try to be you know to sort of like help spread awareness and and be advocates uh, for uh, people um, in, in the community. On a on a uh, cultural ethic, ethic basis, or on, uh, on a social justice basis, what what kind of? Yes, cultural and, and social justice. Yeah, both both of those. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And and how does the uh, uh, how does this organization help? Uh, do they help individual people, or or is it more a a community wide? It, it, program. It's, it's it's community wide, but like you know, but we we help individuals too. So an individual could phone in or email um, to us, maybe with something that's happening, and we just want to just be you know through positive messaging, just you know just help that like you know, for example, um, at at the high school uh, there there were recently. Um, Somebody, you know, I guess wrote some, um, um, I guess like hate, you know, messaging to, you know, um, like homophobic, you know, messaging um, in, in one of the bathrooms. And a really brave, you know, student came out and, and spoke about it at a, at a school committee, at the last school committee meeting. And that's something that we just want to talk about and just help out with. It's really just send messaging. That sort of stuff's just not tolerated and it's just inappropriate for, for people to. You know, hate other people uh, for people really just being themselves or expressing themselves. A while back, uh, Kobe uh, Frangelo uh, interviewed uh, uh, ethnic minority uh, students on the Common, mm-hmm. uh, and and there was a diverse uh, group of high school students uh, there uh, uh, to point out and talk about uh, racism and maybe uh, cultural inequalities. Uh, is, is, are you familiar with uh, that uh, happening? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know it was aired here on Franklin Access, but uh, there seems to uh, be some uh, outstanding high school leaders uh, within the high school in this uh, uh, area. Uh, of uh, of justice. So on the school committee, uh, if you're elected, how how do you see promoting that, or how do you see uh, your role hmm. on the school committee? Uh, in in uh, uh, what ideas would you have in further uh, trying to accomplish uh, both cultural diversity and and. Uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, cultural awareness. Hmm. Um, so, I, you know, yeah, I would, I would like to be a diverse voice, you know, on, on on the school board, and just really just be able to talk about I- I issues as uh, you know as they come up. Um, and you know, I'm a middle-aged you know person, right? So, um, and I, I feel like a good sort of like gap between. You know, older people and 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 young and, and young people, uh, which which I think is pretty helpful. And um, you know, just sort of like you know, be able to have really good conversations uh, and communicate really well um, about about things as they come up. And you know, things like maybe sports, 
uh, stuff like you know transgender youths in sports, um, bathroom stuff, um, and just any time this this hate stuff happens, and just just really try to like you know get to the bottom of it and and just you know, you know just just you know just, just spread awareness about it. And the people that I, I feel like do these things, they don't really, I don't think they truly have a lot of evil intentions. I think they just kind of like don't understand um, that much about it. And I think if, if if people know a little bit more about it. it you know, it does a lot of good for the community. What qualities do you think you will bring to the school committee? What What is your assets that uh, I, I, you perceive are needed as part of the school committee? Uh, so, um, so for 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 work, I do a lot of communicating, problem solving, sort of like analyzing data and and coming up with good solutions, and you know working with people on it. So I think that you know is, is a helpful thing. Um, uh, also, uh, you know, I really do want to pay attention to like the budget and and just you know just be fiscally you know re responsible about it. And um, yeah, just just. I don't know. Just be good at it, just you know working with people about it. So just be passionate for the community, community invested in it, and and um, just uh, trying to help solve problems. The main function of the school committee is to uh, hire the superintendent and review uh, the performance of the superintendent. How would you go about doing that? Well, um, I know that I was uh, I was at the last um, you know school committee meeting where where they presented the findings from from a report for for you know for the superintendent uh, Dr. Hearn, and um, yeah, just just make sure you're just sort of like uh, evaluating uh, them. Basically, well, they have a contract, right? So you just you know evaluate uh, did they um, you know meet all their sort of like requirements and and um, you know. That they're supposed to, um, you know, get through there, and and you know, so just yeah, look at the data for for how that's um, going. <laughs> and are you happy with their findings? Yeah, I, I think I think I think Dr. Hearn does a, does, does a great job. I think uh, and and um, I think the the findings um, made a lot of sense, and she did a lot of you know extraordinary work. Extraordinary work over the uh, during the pandemic. Uh, that was a big disruption for school systems. It was really hard to do things. All the coordination with um, you know keeping students and faculty safe, and and still having the kid you know ha still having a safe environment for kids to learn in. So that it was it was definitely a challenge. And I, I think uh, um, her and everyone went above and beyond, um, especially this past year. Where do you see uh, the issue of masks? And when do you see the issue of mask uh, no longer being necessarily required? At what point? Right. Do yeah. you see that? Yeah. So the mask thing, right? That's a hot topic uh, nowadays. Um, so and I, and I spoke at our uh, at a couple of school board meetings uh, about this, and you know, you know, people don't enjoy wearing masks. I don't. My kids don't. Right. But. It's 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 a necessary you know protection uh, mechanism, especially with this the Delta variant, um, you know because the kids, um, they're you know they're pretty you know pretty healthy and 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 you know they're low on the risk of sort of 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 
having to go to the hospital and stuff like that. But, you know, they don't live by themselves, right? They live with parents and uh, other family members and, and stuff like that. So just temporarily, you know, wearing the masks, um, I, I, I'm for the vaccine, I, I'm vaccinated myself. And I, I think if we, if we, you know, enough people get the vaccine and, you know, when we temporarily use the masks and, and this virus either goes away or is minimized, then, then we just won't need them anymore. So, so it's just a temporary measure to, to keep ourselves safe. The school committee in Franklin received over a million dollars from the federal government for coronavirus. Now, they, unfortunately, they can't use it to pay expenses they already incurred. Apparently, they have to use it uh, for future programs. And maybe before you even get on the school board, they may have spent that money. But h how do you see uh, that money uh, needs to be spent in the Franklin school system? Um, so I know there, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see, like, I, I know some investments have been made in like filtration systems and, and um, uh, th you know, th things of that nature. And um, I, I would say just sort of like follow the science of what things make the most sense. So yeah, filtering the air um, is good, you know, cleaning you know surfaces and stuff like that but just working sort of like lockstep with um you know scientists really that are would, would be the state giving us sort of like advice on what things make the most sense and just and just you know and put the money in those those things that give the most benefit my understanding is that the uh, standard testing uh and i forgot the state it has a state testing name mm. that uh, not only Franklin but many communi communities in Massachusetts scored lower than pre-COVID. Mm. Uh, do you see that as a uh, the interruption of COVID, COVID virus is a serious uh, educational flaw that that our current students uh, are going through? Yeah, I do. Um, so having three, you know, three kids in the school system, you know, the amount of time that I, I feel like that, yeah, there was, there was a, a loss of, 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 uh, you know, retention or education, um, you know, while we are the first year, while we were just figuring things out and starting the online stuff up, it was a little, it was just a little clunky in the, in the beginning. Um, and we didn't realize how long this, this virus was going to be. So it's, it's, it's been tricky, but I guess the short answer is I, I believe it has set some things back, uh, which, which is too bad, but, which, but I think we'll you know, recover from it. But, but it's definitely been a disruption to education um, overall. As a parent and being on the school committee, what programs would you advocate to correct uh, that situation. I can't say I really thought um, thought about that. I mean, we just should definitely do you know some you know testing just to make sure we know where kids are right in terms of you know uh, where they should be right you know so you know where they were before the virus where they are now and 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 where they you know should be sort of like given if the virus you know di didn't happen and um, so you know maybe it's like the core sort of like you know reading you know, math and science stuff, just sort of like, uh, I would say test, get the data, and, and, then, and then, you know, focus on those cores. I guess 
uh, I guess I, uh, two things crossed my mind. One is, as as a parent, what do do parents need to do something more within the house uh, uh, environment as to education and seeing that their uh, children uh, are either studying more or are going are, are going on uh, field trips, even just to see the foliage and explain what science is behind uh, the trees turning color. Right, right. I, 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 yeah, completely see where you're, where you're going with that. Yeah, in, in involving the kids uh, with, with like, you know, making it fun and sort of seeing like the beauty of like, you know, the foliage and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can tell you, say personally at our, at our house, um, we are always in really encouraging our, our kids to do things. My son uh, Harrison, he's really into wind turbines, for example. So we we bought a wind turbine. Um, I have to build like the mast for it and the base <laughs> and set that thing up. But we're going to wire that up, and it's going to charge a bank of batteries. That's going to he's going to use for charging his tablet or, or or something like that. So you can just kind of get an idea of like you know this. It's making energy and storing it and, and using it for something kind of useful, right? And then, like uh, my daughter uh, Genevieve, for example, she really loves science, and we're we're always um, just absolutely just helping her out with you know explore her sort of uh, curiosity with nature, and and you know she wants a microscope for Christmas, right? I mean that's we're, we're going to absolutely get that for her. Um, so yeah, just I, I I think making it fun and being involved with with your kids' education is is uh, critical. As a school committee member, would you cut back in maybe uh, other classes that aren't directly related to uh, mathematics and English and maybe expand the time through all grades of, of devotion to math and English and maybe cut back in, in some uh, other areas of, of education? Um, do you just mean like in, in general or like to maybe catch back up with To with catch back up. In other words, it seems, and I could be completely wrong, but mm. it seems to me that without a strong basis in writing and literature and in English, grammar and in uh, mathematics, uh, algebra, geometry, or whatever the basis, throughout all grades, mm. Uh, that may be one of the answers to catch up, particularly in these areas, is that you have to devote more uh, class time to it. Right, right. Uh, uh, um, if if the data right suggests that that you, you know increasing well, some class time. Well, I don't time. think it's data. It's like parents, like you, saying <laughs> saying that, that yeah, there's an overall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean is like you know, just sort of like figuring out like what 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 should the hours be, and just you know, and how long should it be, and all that. Right. Right. For, but yeah, I mean, if if it made sense to do that, to to just uh, bring bring things back up to in, in you know increase hours and in that. But I but I think like you know, listen to people, listen to people in the community. Um, I mean, that's one way to do it, right? In increase is right the core hours and maybe decrease uh, others' hours. I mean, I, I, I'm definitely a fan of the arts. I mean, that's all definitely important. But if we had to boost something up in, 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 in the interim, that makes sense. But maybe it could be something where, like, I don't know, hours are longer. I, 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 just, I would say consider 
any way to any way to solve the problem, right? In, any way to 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 get the kids up up to where they need to be, and just work with people to figure out like what one makes the most sense for for everybody or for most people. I I gather if you have a thirteen year old, you have one that's already gone through the eighth grade. Yes. And I understand that in the eighth grade they now have a. I believe it's the eighth grade, a special civics program hmm. where there's uh, the first semester he, he, the student studies uh, uh, society and culture and picks a topic and then the uh, second semester they, they work on that uh, topic and then in the last uh, semester they implement their program on a civics topic, whatever it might be. Uh, are you at all familiar with what I'm talking about? Um, I think, yeah, they didn't do that uh, because of, of everything being remote uh, okay. last year, I, I, is right. my understanding, yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've heard of other um, parents, like, Kids doing that before before the pandemic, and yeah. I, I think that sounds like a really fantastic. It did. Uh, thing it to sounded yeah. un unbelievable to yeah. me. Uh, as a parent with children around 12, 13, is there a, a gap uh, in in what to do in Franklin? In other words, they can't. They're not old enough to have a part-time job. Uh, they're too young, really. Uh, to have a, a babysitter, is is there something in that age group that's missing that you'd like to see in Franklin as a parent? Um, I'm not sure if I completely understand the question. So, well, so, so part of the question is they have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. They have time. Should there be another activity, or some? Uh, should there be a teen center? Should there be a community center? Right. right. Uh, that maybe you know Franklin has a very large population under the age of 18 mm. both numerically and percentage wise gotcha. um, so as a parent have you noticed that that uh, there's something that is missing that you'd like to see uh, added to uh, what Franklin is doing for young people you know I, I think it sounds like a good idea I haven't personally you know, with 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 our family, um, we we always had Genevieve. Always did. Um, uh, she played cello for for a while. She did right. ice skating. So we always had her sort of involved. We oh, let her okay. pick something, right? Right, and then and that she liked to do. And you know, we'd let her um, have it stick to it for at least at least a year. And um, so so yeah, we just definitely, definitely encourage them to do something that that, that they'd like to do, like. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Gwyneth, the nine-year-old daughter, she she's uh, doing cheer uh, this year. She's really enthusiastic about it, and she likes that. Huh? She loves it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, they practice really hard. They do a lot of there's a lot of um, you know practicing, and they they do games. There's a game this Sunday yeah. um, or Saturday. I forget the, the schedule, but anyways, it's it's um she she spends a good amount of time on it, but it's it's very rewarding for her because she's learning a lot of different. Uh, ways and getting a lot of exercise out of it so but yeah i think yeah it's good to stay busy like you know staying home by yourself on a tablet right that's terrible <laughs> right <laughs> but like yeah doing something and and uh, i know like uh, we we used to take the kids to the ymca in town we have a really yeah. fantastic ymca 
Um, but yeah, just definitely keeping the kids busy, doing something good and, you know, um, something outside the house I think is a good idea. How serious is uh, the drug problem in Franklin, uh, middle school and high school, uh, you know, from marijuana to uh, uh, opioids to prescription drugs? Uh, I, I gather that it, it, Franklin is part of a, a wider community that has a problem. Right. Um, I, I know that there has been a lot of talk about the, you know, the opioids over the, over the years and, and with marijuana sort of like more available. Um, I would say, you know, that, you know, remember, uh, I, well, I remember when I was a kid, the sort of like, I forget, it was like NBC or CBS, it was like, it's five, seven o'clock, do you know where your kids are, you know, type, yeah. type of messaging. But it's just gotta just be aware with what your kids are doing, you know, what they're, who they're hanging out with and stuff like that. If you have a lot of free idle time, you might end up, you know, doing things that are just, are, are you know, not, not that great. Um, so, yeah, definitely. But, but do you feel as a parent, you've been educated enough in recognizing uh, that, you know, the kid doesn't have allergies, he has red eyes because of uh, other reasons or his, beha his behavior or her behavior uh, now is, is different. Do you feel you've been uh, educated enough to recognize uh, if, if a child is having a problem? I feel like I I uh, would be. I mean, I don't, I don't go through like a like a, like a formal sort of like look for these type type of systems. I know there's a lot of um, literature and, and 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 stuff out there. I feel like if our if our kids, you know, acted differently somehow, like you mm -hmm. said, had some of those symptoms, we'd pick. I feel like we would pick up on it pretty quick. I feel like we, we would know. I I would hope so, anyways. In uh, my day, or even when I was bringing up my children, it was more of an alcohol problem, mm. uh, necessarily than a drug problem. And uh, some uh, parents uh, uh, never seemed to understand that serving alcohol uh, within the house or at parties or condoning it uh, could be a criminal offense for them. Right. Uh, it, it, is is the school system and and Franklin uh, uh, making parents aware uh, of uh, uh, when their behavior uh, may border on a criminal offense? Um, hmm. I, I don't. I uh, I don't know if I if I heard if we heard. I feel like where she's thirteen, she's might be just a little young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for that yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Um, I think as she as she goes up into higher grades, you know, maybe we'd receive some stuff like that. But um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think I mean, of course, have minors. <laughs> Alcohol is a terrible idea. But I mean, um, yeah, I, I can't say I've received a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, for up, up right. for our kids on that. How can people reach you, Megan, if they're interested in your campaign or learning uh, more about you? Oh yeah, thanks. So uh, my email address as is, is uh, Megan M E G H A N L E E Whitmore W H I T M O R E at gmail dot com. That's kind of long. Can you 
Slow down and <laughs> say it again. <laughs> we will we will put it on the screen, but if you right, can, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if yeah, you could so I'll slow it down, it sure. So it's it's my first, middle, last name. So it's um, M E G H A N L E E W H I T M O R E at gmail.com. And uh, so I have a you know a Facebook page um, too. So it's uh, it's um, uh, Megan Whitmore School Committee candidate on, on, on Facebook. You can find me on uh, there too. Well, thank you, uh, Megan Whitmore, thank for you. coming to the studio and being part of this uh, series. Uh, this is Frank Falvey and Megan. Uh, we both want to see you at the polls or we want to be assured you have already mailed in your vote or voted in person at the town clerk's office. Uh, this election has a serious uh, a social and financial implications for you as a resident, uh, and we encourage you to learn uh, everything you can about the candidates. Thank you. Great, thank you very much. You're welcome. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.